Welcome to Logical, the UE's first and only regular legal podcast. My name is Tim Elliott. I'm with the managing partner, as always, of the Dubai-based legal firm HPL Yamalava and Plethka here in Dubai. Her name is Ludmilla Yamalava. Lovely to see you. Good to be here with you, Tim. Today, we're going to talk about travel bans. And, you know, I kind of look back quickly at our podcast archive, and this is a subject we've never tackled head-on in one podcast. We've looked at travel bans that have kind of come from other cases a number of times and talked about them. But for the first time, the travel ban, something we're all kind of aware of here in the UAE. I think Ludmilla, people haven't been subject to, often unknowingly subject to a travel ban for whatever it might be, misdemeanor they might have done. People head to the airport, you're about to fly off on holiday and you can't leave. And the police are asking, the authorities are asking questions. We've all heard the stories. So let me start there. How and why historically, might a travel ban be placed upon a person? How how does it work? Okay, so there are different types of travel bans and there are different authorities that can issue a travel ban. So uh, so it's just if you were to break it up in maybe categories or or industries. uh, So one, you have the civil types of cases. um, Then you have uh, criminal cases. And then you have family cases. So in any of these uh, three categories, if you will, you could apply for a travel ban and you could could have one granted. So uh, criminal cases are perhaps a little more, um, more understandable. So if you've got a, somebody is, is a criminal or is accused as a, uh, to be as a criminal and there's a criminal judgment against them so mm. that's an easier to understand why a travel ban would be issued for somebody someone like that so that they don't flee the country sure. uh, then you have civil cases a civil case is usually why would it lead to a travel ban but the civil case and like we can kind of delve into it a little uh, more a civil case also in a civil case you can request a travel ban under certain circumstances and usually it refers to basically a non-payment uh, of judgment when you have a court judgment that's not being complied with and usually it's it's, it's a money judgment okay. uh, so uh, but there's a few other nuances so that's a civil case uh, or travel ban in a civil case and then you have also family related so for example if you have a dispute about custody or guardianship with, with the children or uh, in, in divorces and so one of the other parent can also request for the children to be placed in sort of a travel ban so that the other parent does not just take the kids and, and flee with the kids mm. So these are just at a very high level, the three kind of categories of perhaps uh, of, of travel bans. So let's start maybe with the definition of a travel ban. So what is a travel ban? I mean, ultimately, it's a, it's, it's, you know, it's a legal tool preventing someone from fleeing the country. Mm. Uh, and um, in criminal cases or in civil cases, it has to be issued by the court. In civil cases and in family cases, it has to be issued by the court. In criminal cases, it can also be issued just on the back of a police, you know, by the police or the prosecution. So when, for example, somebody has been accused of something and there's a com- complaint that's filed with the police, they alone, without a court order, they can also place a person on a travel ban, right? Uh, so now the travel ban is not permanent. It's usually, it's, its duration is, is governed by, uh, by, by the nature of, of the dispute. So either until the judgment is paid uh, or until the case is resolved or until, for example, and I'll kind of di- dive into, you know, sort of other reasons why uh, the travel ban can be placed. But uh, until, for example, the person appears to the authorities or shows themselves to the authorities, uh, so so it can be any for any one of those reasons. Uh, so uh, so the, you've got the courts and you've got other judicial authorities like the police. Prosecution can also issue travel bans. Now let's just kind of 
talk about for first criminal cases and criminal cases a little more understandable right because let's say you can have uh, if somebody has stolen something and mm. even without a court order and by the way in criminal cases even without a final court order there could be a travel ban so for example somebody has been accused of, of, of a crime a theft it, it's not every crime it's not a misdemeanor as usually it's a sort of more serious crime but if somebody has been accused of a crime uh, it's uh, the you could just report to the police and the police will place that person on travel ban so that they're not able to leave the country by the way we have cases like this. In fact, we've had some clients who've been accused of theft, I mean, foreigners, so the traveling tourists in the UAE, and they were accused of some theft, stealing a wallet, and um, they thought they were really smart, they were going to leave the country, and uh, at the airport, and they had no idea that, in fact, mm. they had been to the cameras, <laughs> the surveillance at the mall where this happened, uh, captured who they were, and just based on that image, um, the police had placed uh, a travel ban on the group of people, and so as they were trying to leave the airport, the next day, uh, they were not able to. So then they had to ultimately seek lawyers and our advice in particular. And uh, we had to kind of guide them through, okay, this is what happens. You can't just try to steal or steal something and then just get on the plane and leave. So that's an example of a travel ban and the efficacy of it in the criminal kind of scenario, right? And so, sure. and it's also an example of a travel ban that's issued uh, not on the back of a court order because there is not a case yet or, or there's not a final uh, court judgment yet, but there is now a complaint or there is an allegation. So uh, so in that case, the police that acted on uh, on this and issued this kind of a travel ban, and ultimately it's just the person gets flagged at the airport. And depending on what the, the travel ban is, is um, attached to, what complaint, the person can either be arrested at the airport when they're trying to leave the country and then brought into the relevant facilities or just prevented from leaving. You say, well, you cannot leave the country. So for example, if, it's, uh, if we're talking about the family um, arena, um, a travel ban on a child, if let's say the father's trying to leave with the children, it's not like the father's going to get thrown in jail and the kids as well. It's just they will be told you cannot leave the country, for example. Sure. So it depends on the nature of the travel ban also depends. Uh, equally so if you have a, a civil case and there's a travel ban that's issued on the back of a civil case, same sort of thing. The um, the authorities at the airport will basically just turn you turn you back home but not will not imprison you. So it's not imprisonment, but in a criminal case obviously it's it's different. Uh, so that's kind of the idea of a travel ban and um, and it being a judicial tool and it's supported by law and in fact it's uh, uh, it's a federal decree law number 42 of 2022 uh, issuing uh, sort of civil procedures laws and there's also one for criminal procedures laws and um, so it's they're kind of documented and provided for in the law but the law is one thing but in the UAE travel bans are, so it's a tool that is commonly used uh, uh, for uh, you know all of these three spheres civil family and criminal and uh, for the most part I mean this is because majority of us here are expats so it'd be too easy for expats to just pack up their bags and leave and so the authorities have kind of um, developed this tool to make sure that people are responsible, accountable for their decisions here, and that they sort out their obligations uh, in the country before they're able to to leave the country. So that's kind of the, why travel bans are used more often in this country, perhaps, than they would have been in, in our own kind of respective countries. I mean, it's a very effective tool, isn't it? And it, it is the case, isn't it, that if a travel ban is placed and you meet the obligations upon which the travel ban was issued, you pay the debt or whatever it might be, it's immediately lifted and it's, it's, it's fine. It, it's done. 
Yeah, exactly. It's exactly right. So it's so yeah, it's not just that you cannot leave the country arbitrarily, right? It's basically sure. it's linked to ultimately either your failure to comply with an obligation, and it's like monetary obligation, for example, to pay a mm-hmm. judgment, or obligation to appear to the authorities and give a statement, for example, or an obligation to pay a fine in a criminal judgment or a serve a, a sentence in a criminal judgment, right? right, right. Uh, so, but it's it's but in one one way or the other, it's always linked to your breach or failure to comply with a legal obligation that, um, under the UAE laws. Uh, so if you ta- look at a, the criminal case, for example, let's say if there's a judgment in the criminal case, uh, and uh, not all judgments lead, uh, lead to imprisonment. Some judgments lead basically just have a fine. But until you've paid that fine, there's a travel ban. And the fine could be 1,000 dirhams, 5,000 dirhams, 2,000 dirhams. And so, but until you've paid that fine, you know, you have basically a, a, an obligation, uh, an open obligation. So once you pay that fine, the travel ban goes away, for example. Uh, now in civil... Ca- or let's say sometimes um, the authorities will request as part of an investigation, you have to come and you have to give a statement to the authorities that you just ignored it or you just didn't want to do it or you just did not know about it. In that case, um, some, there will be a travel ban sometimes placed, temporary travel ban, until you come and give in your statement. Mm. You come, you give in your statement, the travel ban goes away. So now in civil cases, quite interesting because in civil cases, they can be used, these travel bans can be used for different, in two different kind of um, time frames. One is when you have a final court judgment, let's say you have a judgment you owe me a million dirhams right and you don't pay it so i can place as part of the enforcement proceedings i can request for the court to place you on the travel to issue a travel ban against you to make sure that you pay your obligation now we can lift it as you rightfully said at any <laughs> at any point in time once you've paid the obligation right we can lift mm-hmm. it right away but until until you have paid that obligation there's basically deterrent for you to just run away <laughs> a million dirhams on me i'll be in the uae for a while um, y- yes, yeah. <laughs> but by, by the way, in order for in civil case, in order to actually uh, to to apply and and get a travel ban warrant uh, granted, uh, there has to be uh, the amount uh, at um, at stake has to be at least ten thousand dirhams, and it has to be a fairly like identifiable amount. So it cannot right. just be you know Tim owes me some amount of money. Yeah. So it has to be yeah. over ten thousand dirhams, and and it has to be a fairly fixed um, sum, or, or or well documented. So that's an event of an actual final judgment where we have a judgment, uh, and that judgment is um, you intentionally not paying it. So as mm. part of the enforcement, I can request for the court while Tim is 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 hiding from me and not wanting to pay, I'll put him on trial ban. Interestingly enough, so let's say now Tim comes back to me and said, I want to pay this one million dirham judgment, but I cannot pay in one go. I want to pay in stages. So I want to pay over the course of one year. Uh, so, and the court can approve that installment plan. However, in almost all cases, the trial ban will remain. Why? Because, well, I mean, what's the incentive? I mean, what's the leverage over you? If you say, yes, I will pay installments, you pay the first installment and you get on the plane and leave. Because again, the objective yeah. of the travel ban yeah. is to deter you from running away from your obligations. Sure. And so if you just, um, if you were allowed to leave the country after you made the first payment, then that's not really effective system, right? Why even have a travel ban kind of idea? So what uh, courts do in civil cases when there is a travel ban and then there's a proposal for some sort of a, a payment uh, plan, then they'll say fine, but the travel ban will almost in all cases will remain until you have paid your full obligation. Okay, I mean, you and I both know that I would certainly be a flight risk in that uh, incident. But how would you then get, or can you even get, a ban lifted 
there's no way to do it until the obligation is met. Is, is there is there an instance that you could cite where a ban's been lifted for any reason? Uh, so there are different ways, so different types of bans as well. So for example, I can also request a ban on you without a final court judgment, but while we're still in the process, let's say on a, on a trying to enforce a debt, a commercial debt, let's say you gave me a check, right? Mm-hmm. And the check bounced. And so I don't have a judgment against you yet, but I have a pretty identifiable evidence that you owe me that money. Right? Right, right. So we don't have a final judgment yet, but on the back of that, as a precautionary attachment and as a precautionary measure, I can request a travel ban on you until uh, basically un- until the case is resolved. So in that particular case, I have to basically, but I also have to pay a deposit to the to uh, and do an undertaking to the court that in the event you suffer because I have requested this travel ban unjustifiably, that I will compensate you for you know for this sort of uh, ultimately wrongful uh, attempt to um, impose a been on you so there is there is some balance there as well uh, but in that case what you can do so listen yeah okay there's there's about a shift for a million dirhams but i've already paid her Eight hundred thousand of this, so I don't owe her a million, right? So we have a dispute now. But in the meantime, you have a trouble. But what you can do is you can pay a deposit or a guarantee to the court, not to me. So listen, I want the trouble been lifted. But here's my deposit. So in the event the court finds me uh, responsible for this amount, I've got a deposit on on account. So in that case, a travel ban can be lifted. So in other words, when there is a, a dispute, the amount is in dispute, if you want, if you believe that you're going to... Um, to win or that was unjustifiable or wrong, uh, wrongfully imposed or the cases will have no merit, then you can put a guarantee with a court, with the courts. So it's not with me. So your interest is still protected and you're saying, okay, fine, here's in the event I'm found guilty, here's my money. But uh, so in the meantime, lift the travel ban so that I can you know, travel and, and earn a living and whatever it is that you do. So these are kind of instances where the travel ban can be issued. It can also be issued if I agree. To you, if you want to listen, Mila, I want you to please issue, uh, lift the travel ban, and and there would also obviously would have to be some sort of an agreement between you and me. But this is for civil judgments, right. uh, so not criminal. Criminal, I ha- cannot release you. Only the authorities can can release you. But in a civil case, uh, I can basically uh, agree to lifting your travel ban, obviously in exchange for something, mm. uh, unless you know we just shook hands and decided, okay, fine, you know, I I forgive you. You don't have to pay me money, for example. So these are the instances where you can. Uh, with regards to family matters where uh, travel bans are placed on children so the parents don't flee with them, they um, they can be lifted either by the court or one of the other parent can request and show some guarantees that they're not planning to run away with a child. So these are the guarantees also can be placed with the court and then uh, travel ban can be lifted and could be lifted temporarily. So in other words, uh, you know, I guess they can be lifted in if you've paid the judgment, if you've served your punishment, let's say you paid your fine or you served your time in jail, whatever the punishment might be. It could be lifted if we agree. It could be lifted if you've put a deposit or a guarantee, uh, or it could be lifted when you know the case is basically finished and finalized, and it's not in in my favor; it's in your favor. So these are kind of some examples of when trial bans can be lifted. There's one more thing I'm thinking about. I've heard stories. I don't know if there's any truth in these, whether this is urban legend or not. But was it the case, and is it still the case? If if it was, that if you were subject to a travel ban and you needed to travel for whatever the circumstances are, a, a, an ill relative, for example, that you could ask a friend to put their passport in 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 place and kind of, you know, they would then be prevented from traveling until you came back and took their passport back. Is that, is that uh, true? That's, yeah, it's sort of... It, 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 
uh, yes, it is still true, but it doesn't apply to all cases. So it kind of okay. depends. So, for example, if it's um, if uh, in the past uh, over bounce checks in particular, there were this was yeah. kind of uh, yeah. uh, offered, uh, but um, it's a very very dangerous tool, and you should just nobody should ever really want to place that passport unlo- unless no, obviously they're a family member, because we've heard a lot of cases where people have done that and then they basically just skipped town and never came back. Yeah. So yeah. that's a huge problem. Uh, so that's that's one. The other option, uh, the other um, scenario is where uh, it just the authorities want you they want that person in 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 the country they don't want any kind of uh, replacement guarant- guarantor mm-hmm. um so and they will just refuse no matter how many passports you offer because they want that person in the country and obviously if you think about it, if it's for example some serious offense like homicide it doesn't matter that, that somebody comes and puts a passport yeah, yeah, for you yeah. they just will not let you uh, or a state security so so that's an example uh, also it depends on the amount at stake so for example let's say if there's a judgment for i don't know 5 million dirhams um, that you know, one passport may just not be enough, and um, so sometimes uh, the parties will can offer multiple passports and some sort of guarantees, a combination. But it's really up to the authorities to approve uh, those kind of requests and guarantees. But most of the time, if it involves an, a special, like a monetary judgment, uh, then unless you put the money uh, as a guarantee, you're not just going to get released on the back of a passport. Travel bans, highly effective tool. That's another edition of Logical. Uh, as ever, thank you for watching and or listening, or both. And uh, thanks to our legal expert, the managing partner here at Yamalava and Plethka, Ludmilla Yamalava. As always, I learn, Ludmilla. Thank you. Thank you, Tim. Find us at LY Law on social media, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, LinkedIn. Our podcasts are free on your podcast platform or at lylawyers.com. And if you'd like your legal question answered in an episode or logical, or you'd like to talk to a qualified UE experienced legal professional, click contact at lylawyers.com.